Hi, it's Doug Dane. If you're struggling in your life, I think you're suffering from a case of mistaken identity. You're an absolute unique individual. When you arrive here, there's nobody like you. And yet, we got programmed to be the same as everybody else. We started as imitations, um, copying our parents, what they say, what they do, what they eat, again, what they believe. I think most people are stuck in a prison of their own making. I think it's a case of mistaken identity. I think the real villain is your conditioning and your upbringing and now the different things that, that cause you to stay stuck. And the key to your freedom really lies inside um, by understanding uh, where you got this uh, wrong image of yourself and these wrong beliefs about yourself that are actually holding you back. Processing, I think when I was really young, I it was hard to really analyze myself. So uh, in high school, I would say there were more of those thoughts like, oh, what's wrong with me? I wish I was like this person. They're very outgoing and comfortable. They have so many friends. Like I was kind of like, oh, why can't I do that? Or why can't I be myself? So that whole, you know, um, negative self-talk like, oh, I'm not good enough or I wish I was like this. Yeah. Um, that definitely did occur, I would say, end of elementary school, like high school-ish. Yeah. For sure. Hi, it's Doug Dane. Uh, listen, I wanted to come on here today and I just wanted to share uh, a story with you today. Drina is her name, a uh, lovely young person. And um, we met uh, not that long ago, last year, I think it was, um, we were in Mexico at a conference and, and got chatting and um, we had a we had a fun dinner um, in Mexico, didn't we, Drina? How are you, by the way? Yeah, good, good, good. I'm really happy to be here. Um, yeah, Mexico was a lot of fun. Uh, I can't believe it's almost been a year, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It has been a year. Time. Yeah. We were sitting at a dinner uh, out for dinner one night um, after this conference and Trina was just about two chairs to the right of me and I can't help myself. I get talking to people. And I just, I just move into coaching mode and we were just talking. I said, what do you really want? And um, uh, <laughs> we were talking about concerts and uh, yeah. I challenge you to, to, uh, buy a ticket to a concert. What was that? Was that, um, what was the concert again? There was two. Um, there was Enrique Iglesias right. and then the Backstreet Boys concert, which is the right. one I went to. Right. And Enrique, uh, Backstreet was in Toronto. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, she made some moves and I, I challenged her to, to, you know, go to this concert, do some of the things that she wanted to do. Well, um, I, what I, the reason I brought Adrena on is because we were talking to, not very long, just over a month ago, a little longer. And uh, we were just chatting about where she was at and kind of what she was working on. And I said, hey, why don't you go through my my book? And so I designed the book in a way where uh, it's instruct it's instructional, it's directive, and it's prescriptive. So it's not a book. It's not a book that you read. It's not a very long book. It's not a book that you read. Uh, what I say is it's a book that I want you to uh, experience. And so it's more of a, a handbook as opposed to just um, a book that you would just read and then put back on your, your shelf. I said, when you go through the book, because the book is designed that um, each day for 30 days, you read one chapter. It's only like two to three pages long. It's literally like a five minute read each day. And then there's an action step because what I want people to do is to understand their mistaken identity. First off, where did it come from? Um, and then kind of take inventory of how it may be getting in, in your way or stopping you or, or causing you to get stuck or hide or whatever is stopping you from living the life you want. Uh, and then I get you to take a, a simple action step each day. And I said, why don't you, would you do me a favor? Would you go through the book 
and um, um, just take the action step each day for 30 days. And then we were texting every couple of days, just checking in. And then uh, she did it. She went every day for 30 days and did it. And so today I just wanted to, we didn't plan this other than to come on here. I haven't uh, spoke to her about this interview, but I, I did want to ask you just a couple of questions of um, what you experienced um, from the book or what happened to you with the book. So um, what, what did you, I guess the first question is, what did you, um, what did you learn about your own mistake and identity uh, as you were going through this? I learned a lot from the book. I love how it was designed and it was meant to be uh, small condensed chapters each day. So um, I've read a lot of books and some books are very long and then you kind of get stuck in the theory and then you don't exactly take the action. So I just loved how simple each chapter was and it was easy for me to bring clarity to my mind. So um, your question regarding the mistaken identity that I had, uh, there were so many aha moments and breakthroughs I had. Um, things that stuck stick out to me right now are um, I was holding on to a lot of things in my past that wasn't really necessary for me to move forward. And it was not like productive thoughts that I actually needed. And I there is one chapter where you kind of explain like stop being a prisoner, like sentencing yourself. Um, like you're no one's sentencing you to anything. So like really let go and move on and like break free from that. So that was really um, big for me. And then just um holding assumptions that aren't necessarily true. Um, assumptions of myself or what people think of me that um, are not like, is that really true? So that was that was a big moment too, that um, sometimes it's just that mental chatter that um, I have over myself that isn't actually the truth. Yeah, yeah. yeah I love that. Um, so the one chapter Dream is talking about is called, it's called Guilty Verdict. And um, uh, we carry around um, a lot of guilt um, from our past. It depends on how, you know, how severe your past was, i.e. in terms of either what you went through or, you know, mistakes that, that you made. Um, and, you know, guilt is not a good thing. Um, I mean, guilt is good, is good um, temporarily or in the moment. It brings your attention. Same as shame. Uh, there's another chapter on shame, too. Shame and guilt kind of go together that, um, you know, if you make a mistake, um, then you should pay for the mistake, but you don't pay for it over and over and over and over again. And just from a mindset perspective, which there's a lot of tips in here on how to operate your mind properly, um, your mind doesn't work very well if you're looking backwards on the past. But we've been taught, and so most of the things that contribute to your mistaken identity are just things that you were taught to do. And um, so one thing for sure, guilt is, you know, all around us. We're constantly making people feel guilty or make ourselves feel guilty. And other people are, are doing it to us. And so um, we got to, you got to drop that. There's nothing in the past um, that can help you go forward. If there is your memory, your subconscious will bring it, it forward with you. And uh, that is that really true chapter. That's one of my favorites because a friend of mine, you know, we, we do make a lot of assumptions. Um, we make a lot of stuff up. That's another chapter. Don't, so don't make stuff up. We make a lot of assumptions. Our imagination runs away on us. And um, we do really have to ask ourselves, is that really true? Um, and so um, what about, um, what would you say, um, like from a, 
maybe from a female's perspective or from a cultural perspective, because we all come from different, you know, cultural backgrounds, for example, and there's different, you know, rules, values, and beliefs and identities around uh, women and um, parenting and cultural stuff. Is there anything that came up, anything else that came up in your mistaken identity that you found was kind of getting in your way? Um, just trying to think culturally. Um, yeah, there's, I mean, so many different things, like things that come to mind right now is just um, like staying small, like you shouldn't be, you should be, you know, humble and not, um, you know, purchase certain things or show up in a certain way on social media to expose, like keep everything inside um, and um, kind of have that image that you have it all together. And um, that comes to mind a lot of obviously money blocks in um, how you should, the mindset around money on how much you should be spending and saving and um, security. So Oh, uh, it's too risky to get into entrepreneurship as an example and things like that. Like you're not built for that or um, you're not good enough for that thing. So there, there's honestly so many different things that pop up. So can you, can you think of something like that that um, wasn't really true for you? And you know, what was something that you believe that wasn't true and what is the truth for you? Um, for me, well, something that came up like during the time that I was reading the book was I got asked to speak at an event on a panel and I'm not a public speaker actually uh, in high school. Like I I would get really nervous and freeze and like forget all my lines. And um, so I got asked to do that and I was thinking about it and I was kind of like, Oh, I hope, you know, she doesn't get back to me or something happens and it's canceled and kind of thing. Like I didn't really want to do it, but I knew um, from the truth is I could do it and that this is like such a great opportunity for me to speak. So um, I kind of went through a process where I am capable of speaking on stage. They chose me. She really believed in me and she really wanted me to be there. And uh, I kind of took help. Her belief kind of helped me believe in my own self. And then I yeah. kind of shut all those negative voices that, you know, I'm going to fail or I'm not good enough or based on past experiences, um, this is not for me. So I did saying yes so i will be doing that in march um so that actually really helped oh that's so good i i got your text it's, and it's in croatia right yeah yeah it's not in you live in Toronto. it's not in Toronto. it's in croatia yeah i remember, I remember that i remember the text i look at it and i just the thought kind of what you just said came to me i said they obviously they obviously see something in you otherwise they wouldn't have invited you to speak and so they see the real you and what you're capable of but we've been convinced um, because I think a lot of times we, you know, the, the the adage, you know, fake it till you make it, or we we do put ourselves out there the way we want to. But like you said, then these other paradigms or beliefs from, you know, family or upbringing, you know, don't show up, you know, you know, don't put yourself so much on the public stage, blah, blah, all the things you rifled off there, right? Um, that's the part that's going, oh, God, I hope they don't pick me. I hope they don't, da, da, da. But we, we got to pay attention to um, the good that we're being pulled to. You know, and so somebody saw something and I wasn't surprised by it. You know, I, I, when you say I go, I'm not surprised, but um, our mistaken identity, it'll do everything too to try to talk us out of um, these good things um, that um, we get attracted to or get attracted to us, which is really being attracted. It really is attracting the true essence of who we really are. You know? Now, listen, everybody gets nervous public speaking. Everybody. 
Um, but you learn to get more and more relaxed and, and comfortable and you get, you get better at it. So you're going to do, you're going to do great. Um, so just speaking of high school and public speaking, um, I know for me, we were, we we're talking about to a young guy, uh, Lane was his name doing a similar meeting like this or an interview. And, um, um, what was it like for, what was sort of your, uh, experience when you were, when you were young? Like, did you feel, um, did you feel like you could kind of be yourself and, and, were you really flourishing or were you hiding? What was it like for you as a young person? Funny you say that. It was quite the opposite. So when I started writing kindergarten, I was like afraid to talk to people. So I didn't actually talk to people. And the the teachers thought there was some sort of problem. Like there was, um, she cannot speak, like there's a disability there. But it was just, I had this fear of talking to other people. And I guess in my head, they were... Um, they weren't family, they were strangers. So I really had difficulty building trust. And then um, I did get an amazing um, social worker or speech therapist that did help me and built that trust with me. And then I did end up reading and talking to people and opening up, but it was still um, challenging, like through high school and things like that. I wouldn't really be comfortable um, raising my hand or showing my true colors in front of everybody. I was always concerned, oh, what are they going to think of me? Um, what should I say next? What's like the right thing to say? And then I'd kind of agree with people's opinions because I just wanted to be liked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all we all have a really um, strong desire to be liked <clears throat> at an early age. So, um, so Drina is also into the same work that I'm into. So she she helps people um, change their mindset and change their you know their their view of themselves and, and start thinking properly to to improve their life. She's in the same work that um, that I'm in. That's how we met. Um, so with that awareness now and looking back on well, that young girl, um, was there any real problem or did you did you kind of buy into what people said there might be a problem? Was there really a problem or you were just maybe shy and quiet introverted when you were starting out? Yeah, there was definitely not, not a problem. It was just, I was, like you said, shy, introverted. Um, it took me a little bit longer to warm up to people. Right. Um, so I think at the beginning there was probably like a label, but then I kind of dismissed that label after. Yeah, well, that's good. Through different experience. Yeah, that's good. I was uh, I got called in my daughter's school. She was in um, Montessori, so she was in I guess it would be senior kindergarten. We got a call from the school. I said um, we have to have a meeting, a parent meeting. Okay, what's going on? So we go to this meeting, and the the, the teachers are there, and um, a, a social worker or whatever they call them for the, the school board or something and um they said um yeah we're worried about eating we go really said, yeah well what's going on she said, well um she she gurs at kids like and she makes this sound i go what's the sound and, and i said i started laughing so my daughter was in love with the movie spirit it was about a horse matt damon was the actor and he was this this you know this mustang horse and he you know he was fierce and independent and she just kept she she just kept mimicking this horse spirit and I just kind of laughed. I said, she's just imitating spirit. She's like, it, she watches the movie like every day, it seems. I mean, well, we want to bring in some, some specialists. And, and uh, you know, her mom was, you know, it upset her mom, of course. And I'm just going, you guys don't know what the hell you're talking about. But we went through the process and, and we got a letter from the board. And uh, we read the letter and a friend of ours said, just tear that letter up. They don't know what they're talking about. I, I kept the letter and I, I said, I'm going to give Eden that letter when she's older so she can read it because they were so off track. 
about her. But that, that and but she got drawn into the dialogue, right? We get hypnotized to believe things that we hear from other people, and um, it uh, it knocks us off track, and then we feel like we're off track. Yeah. You know, he, does that story relate to you? Yeah. Now that I'm like processing, I think when I was really young, I it was hard to really analyze myself. So uh, in high school, I would say there were more of those thoughts like, oh, what's wrong with me? I wish I was like this person. They're very outgoing and comfortable. They have so many friends. Like I was kind of like, oh, why can't I do that? Or why can't I be myself? So that whole, you know, um, negative self-talk, like, oh, I'm not good enough, or I wish I was like this. um, That definitely did occur, I would say, end of elementary school, like high school-ish. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, two of those two questions, what's wrong? And why can't I be myself, which is basically saying, I can't be myself. Why can't I? Because you should be able to be yourself. But listen, um, whether you've gone through a story like mine, or, or, you know, uh, Drina, we all have our own stories. And my story is no worse than Drina's and vice versa. It doesn't matter if you've been through trauma or not. We all have stories. And we all have this you know, this um, uh, viewpoint of ourselves that was manufactured for the most part, heavily influenced at a young age because, um, you know, chapter one of my book is Stop Judging. So when you were little, you were um, a victim to um, a lot of judgment. It wasn't your parents' fault, but, you know, they judged you, they judged others. Um, You learned to judge yourself. Um, They told you, you know, what you should do and what you shouldn't do and what was right and wrong and what was good and bad. And, if you were good and you followed what was right, you got praise and love and appreciation. If you did things wrong, you got punished or criticized or whatever. We probably got more of the negative than the positive. And so, you know, I know from working with thousands of people, a lot of people are struggling with this mistaken identity. They just, they're, they're mistaken about who they really are. And they're asking questions like Drina just said that she was asking at the, you know, at adolescence and high school years. And, um, it creates all this self-doubt uh, in you and it slows you down. It bogs you down. It knocks you off course. You go in the wrong direction. Um, you conform, you know, we conform is a big issue. Um, so if you, if you can kind of just sum up the last month or so in, in the book and also reflecting through the exercise and the action steps on, you know, the, uh, the previous version of you in your life so far, um, uh, how has this changed the course for you? What What's different for you now as you go ahead? So for me, it brought a lot of clarity to my mind and just noticing the thoughts I'm having and how it relates to the past and really um, kind of nipping it, nipping it right away. So like saying stop it, like those thoughts when they come up, because you know, there's always things that come up mm-hmm. um, in all areas of our lives. So for me, um, just having that discipline in my thoughts, it really brought that out of me in the book, just even doing the book for 30 days consecutively um, and just see, letting it go. So I felt like I've let go of a lot of stuff that I was yeah. carrying and just really moving on and really looking forward to the bright future ahead of me. And um, the book really gave me permission to do that. And uh, thank you. It was, it was so incredible. And it's, 
um, a book that I'd love to come back to again. Like it's something that's really easy to follow and such a great reminder. Well, you are, uh, your future is bright. Uh, let me assure you that. Dreen asked me a question. I forget how you asked it, but it was kind of like, um, cause I, I was helping her in Mexico over dinner and stuff. And then, um, just for my own fun, not for her. I said, I'm going to pay for you. If you book that hotel to Ritz, I'm going to pay for one night. And um, you know, I, I just did a couple of things to help her. And she said, why are you helping me? And I said, well, why do you think? You know, And uh, I just try to get people to see what I see in them that I know that they can feel, but they may not believe. And um, you know, just try to believe in them until they believe in themselves. And like you said earlier, you know, um, it's just the it's the belief that you have to borrow sometimes from from other people to get started. I got one last question before we go, if you don't mind. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I always call it what's the what's the wrong that you're going to write? What's the what's the biggest thing that you were wrong about that you're now right about as you go forward? But what's the right that you've wronged uh, by experiencing what you did through the book? You were wrong about something, and what what's right? What's true? Because true always feels good. Right, a, a wrong always feels bad. What's the what's the truth? What's the wrong you're writing? I think um, we didn't really talk about it, but there has been like some mistakes that I would call it a mistake in the past, um, like regarding finances. So then, the right is like there. My truth is there is no such thing as mistakes. Like this, um, this is all part of the journey, and I'm I'm perfect just the way I am. Like there is not there is nothing I should be doing or should not be doing. There's no standard that I need to uphold or to prove to anybody, right? Yeah. Whether it's society standards or family or friends, like there's no kind of standard that I need to achieve. Right. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, but um, I've really just um, accepted myself, loved myself through everything that I've been through. Yeah. Well, I love that. No, listen, um, I think the only standard um, I talk about, you know, the chapters about there's man-made rules and they're always changing. You'll never keep up with them because they're always moving around. Um and so make up your own rules, you know, make up your own, all the rules that we follow are pretty much man-made, um, uh, human-made, I should say. I don't mean to be man as in gender, but um, they're made up. Um, you should make up your own rules and your own personal standards. And how do you do that? You just, just take an honest look at, you know, what's on your heart and what do you want to do? What, what, what are you passionate about? What do you enjoy doing? You know, if you could be yourself, what would you do? And then, what are some standards that you should keep to ensure that you stay on track to be able to, um, to be able to do that. And, um, you know, just from a mindset perspective, which a lot of it's in the book too, of course, is that um, um, uh, the only way you learn, the only way your mind learns and remembers to get you to where you want to go is through mistake and failure. So I love failing. I love it. Cause every time I fail, I'm course correcting. You know, every time I run into a roadblock or I get stuck, I'm course correcting. And that's that's proper use of your mind. That's accurate thinking. And so uh, I know because Dreen is in this work and she teaches that. And um, But it's very easy for that 
those standards, those rules that you grew up with, that you adopted or drilled into you, to overtake proper use of your own thinking. And so um, I think I just love that. Um, you uh, you can make up your own rules and uh, live your life the way you want to live it because that's the best version of you. I like I like the real you. I saw the real you when I met you. And I think you're, you're a wonderful person with a wonderful attitude. you got a beautiful energy about you. Um, some people would be, be surprised by listening to you say what you're saying today because when they first meet you, they would never think that you had a mistaken identity, but a lot of people do. And I just pre- appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you going through the book um, as a trial to give me some feedback uh, as well. But most importantly, um, I'm glad that it helped you. And um, I'm glad that I get to spend more time with you. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And it pops up. Like even when I was asked to come speak with you today, I'm like, oh, like what's the right thing to say? Or I hope I do a great job, but there is no such thing as the right thing to say. Like whatever you say is right. So whether it's today or when I'm speaking on that in that conference, like there is no right or wrong way to way to speak because I'm just being myself. That's right. That's the right way. If you want to do what's right, just be yourself and then everything else works out right. So So, thank you so much. You're awesome. Thanks so much for doing this. We'll, uh, We'll see you soon.